Welcome to Sermon Q&A. I'm Pastor Alex, and I'm here in the studio with Pastor Craig and Pastor Michael. And on January 16th, 2022, we all preached a the second sermon in our Jesus in an Insidious World series. And so, Pastor Michael, I have a question for you today. And that question is, why do Christians in cults seem so <laughs> happy? Yeah, you could reframe this as if they're spiritually dead, which is what we talked right. about. and. If they're spiritually dead, then why do they have the appearance of spiritual life? And mm. I think we naturally are going to assume that spiritual life is translated as happiness. Mm. So I'll give you, I think, two reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one is because they actually might be really happy. Mm. Uh, that's, that's valid. very yeah. possible. Or number two, it's because they're forced to be happy, which or appear, actually, appear happy. They appear right? to yeah. be happy because they're forced to be happy. Yep. Because mm -hmm. if you're unhappy, the cult will kind of rain down mm -hmm. on you. So let's let's discuss the possibility that they are actually experiencing joy, and that if they had the option to leave the cult or stay in the cult, that they would actually stay in the cult yeah. because uh, they believe it's a good life. I would mm -hmm. say on the first hand, they don't know anything better. So right. they they've been programmed yeah. to think they are better than everyone else. Right. And there could not be yeah, because a they're manipulative. Option. The cults at the end of the day are manipulation devices, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, right. And they're designed to exploit core human needs and then mm. meet those needs in a really effective way. So here's a couple like human needs that they exploit: acceptance, mm. community, morality, answers. Sure. Like just the like I need clarity about the yeah. future, pleasure. So some cults they are functionally sex cults, and so they offer you complete indulgence, and they do it in this weird quasi spiritual way. And the reason they're happy is because sin is fun, right? Yeah. And I think most people would say like initially sin is fun, even though it's designed uh, to ultimately kill you and hurt you in the end. Initially, it's 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 fun. It's why people have to inevitably get um, pulled out of those because mm -hmm. once you're kind of into it, it's it's really hard to get out. Um, some cults they offer just a standard of morality. So. Mm -hmm. Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons are supposed to be like pretty good people. Yep. When you go to Salt Lake City, uh, it is the cleanest city. I mean, the Mormons have just, right. they are like everyone's friendly. Delightful, everyone's nice. right people, They're kind people. Right. It's actually kind of a trip being, <laughs> being in, in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, but like you go there and you're thinking, wow, like this is, this is like, mm. this is kind of weird. Like they are a cult on every single metric hmm. and yet they all seem so happy but if you go hmm. into the underbelly of it it's a little bit it's yes. a little bit different right. so a lot of people there are actually like forced to be happy because if you're not happy you're not playing the social game and, hmm. and there's some semblance of control yeah. for some people it's not community and acceptance and by the way if we just throw out the word cult there are subcultures where if you have, a, we'll say, an attribute to yourself hmm. where culture rejects you, you find a whole bunch of people who provide acceptance. acceptance for that, that attribute. For that yeah. attribute mm. to know that I am loved unconditionally for who I call myself yeah. or how I self-identify. Right. And so acceptance is so fundamentally vital. Mm -hmm. And that's where... Uh, it's really hard to convince somebody that something is sin if they're in a community that loves them unconditionally mm. for that thing. It functions mm. like a cult, but it's not a cult. Mm. So there, there are all of these reasons why people are happy, but it's mostly because they're getting a core yep. human need met. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about those that's who are good. forced to be happy. And that's a whole different world uh, because what a cult will do is control you um, by creating a right. standard of behavior and any deviation um, comes with it the threat of immediate mm. social consequences yep. or losing everything. So uh, if a cult is doing it right, this. if they're doing it right, um, they are going to make 
any deviation from the standard that the cult leaders have set really painful. Right. And if they're doing it right, they're going to also make sure that the consequences are great so that if you're in a cult, every core human need you have is met in this community. Yeah. Your job, by the way, mm-hmm. um, the, the it's cult connected will to the cult, organize like yeah, itself right. so it's, it's self-feeding. Right. Your property, right? Your, your money, like all of these things get tied to your family Correct. gets tied into it. right? So yeah. once now you become discontent and you're not happy, you still have to play the game because the entire structure of your life is there. Everything will fall apart. If if you've got children, all of their friends are there. Mm. They're happy because they're living in a safe, controlled environment with stability and their kind of developmental needs are being met. Mm. But you see the truth. So do I uproot my children out of their stability Mm. and tell them that everything they knew about their life is wrong? You know what I mean? So there's a cost here. Uh, I'm I'm getting, you know, kind of creeped out a little bit because you not only a cult? No, 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 no. <laughs> a cult. You're telling me but, I'm in a cult. I think I'm in a cult. I know. revelation. But I'm thinking that your, your definition of a cult and how a cult flourishes and why a cult um, grows can be applied to several different contexts of life these oh, days. Oh, for yes. sure. Yeah, for people real. who want to control people through power and coercion. In our culture. It, yeah, it yeah. gets used by the government. This is how communism it's used by all functions. Kinds of it's how totalitarianism it's, it's works. Tribalism it's tribalism at the end of the day. At the yeah, end right? of the yeah. day, that is yeah. 100%. Cults are funny because we think of people like Mormons, and, and they're just so happy. You know, they've always got a... They're always chipper. They are. <laughs> they're yeah. chipper. But, yeah. the, but the underlying principle to how a cult flourishes yeah. and functions... Uh, apparently, there's all kinds of different cults in our culture mm-hmm. that are pulling at us and almost forcing us to be a part of their cult. Yep. When in reality, that thing is only going to bring death. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah, because it excludes God from the picture. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and again, like having a standard of behavior that is good and right um, is a good thing. It's a valuable thing. The problem is in a cult, it's used for the power of the leader or the leaders. And in Christianity, it is used for the good of the person, for the glory of God. There's just such a difference. Yeah, the end is the end goal of a cult, ultimately, your pleasure. And when you're not feeling that pleasure anymore... Uh, that pleasure gets redefined or you get you go on a guilt trip until you get that pleasure uh, un- until you get your mind right. Yeah, basically. Totally. Uh, yeah. 100%. Churches, by the way, the reason in, in this language is going around a lot, you'll hear people say, um, no, that church is a cult. And they may not be talking about a cult doctrinally, but they may be talking about a cult Principles. like structurally, or, yes, structurally, yeah. organizationally, that the people exist for the person at the top yeah, yeah, yeah. or the or the leaders right. and the leaders exercise control. Yeah. Here's here's one. Of the, uh, OK, I'm going to go on a limb here. And, <laughs> um, but here's one of the ways churches act like cults. And I've been thinking about this a whole bunch. Mm. What is spiritual growth in the way you'll here's what they'll say. Um, you need to go to my church you, to worship, but it's really about right. church attendance. You need to give to our church. Right. You need to serve to our church. You need to get into a group in right. our church. church. And it is all about your the, read of, like the growth track, the spiritual right. way people grow. It's almost, the it is so insidious, it's so subtle, mm. but it functions organizationally like a cult because even how you now define spiritual growth all of those mechanisms are about you being absorbed in the, the system, the right? System yeah. and, the and the person at so, the top. Yeah. So if you go to a church that is promoting the church rather than Jesus, correct. That's yeah. that's the challenge, right? That, that's a good way to I'm tell if you're- I'm not saying they're a cult. I'm saying they are cult-ish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the way that they're yeah. structured. Because a cult, yeah. like technically a cult has to has to pervert the gospel, correct? Correct. It's, it's a- 
like you take Christianity, for right. example, and it has to take one essential of Christianity and then diverge off yeah. of that so it no longer is Christianity. And again, with that diversion is almost always God gives them over to this yeah. weird controlling behavior. But we act like cults when we make the local church that we attend in the senior pastor, hmm. like everything is geared towards yeah. that, which is why at Village Church, we've gone out of our way explicitly to not make Village Church the point uh, in terms of what spiritual growth is. We hmm. have to make their relationship with God the yeah. point. Uh, and that's well, and I think, it, yeah. so real quick, I think yeah. there is like an assumption in uh, those systems. The underlying assumption is if you are not serving in a group, uh, coming to worship on Sunday, giving your money, like, you know, the, these like five or six things that are all invested in our church, then you must not be spiritually growing. If you, if, if, if any of them yeah. is off of the list. If, right. And this is what crosses over into our, the context of insidiousness, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> any group can go down this track because yeah. it seems, it, it, it almost seems so self-propagating that you have to almost come up to the line at some point and say, okay, we're not crossing that line. Yeah. We're not saying the guy in charge is the most important. We're not saying that the organization that we're promoting is the most important. We are constantly evaluating and reevaluating to make sure that what we do is for the glory of God. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we diverged. And so I, I appreciate you letting me think yeah. divergence <laughs> on that one. Those. Hopefully, well, uh, hopefully helpful. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and stick around for more questions on Sermon Q&A.